0: On this episode of Resi Week, we talk Vanco's Pulse Audio Video Bar, as well as the outdoor audio market. All this and more on this episode of Resi Week.
1: The network for the AV industry. What are you listening to? This. This is AV. This. 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 This is, is AV Nation. Nation. This is AV Nation.
0: This is Resi Week, episode 353, Less People
1: Support for AV Nation is brought to you by Chief, the global leader in commercial AV mounting solutions.
0: Welcome to this episode of Resi Week. This is your weekly roundup of all the latest news and stories for the residential AV industry. I'm your host, Matty Scott for AVNation.tv, and this week we're pleased to be joined by two of my good friends. First, we have Mr. Richard Fergosa. You probably know him as Uncle Ritzy. He is the principal at Fergosa Design. How's San
1: Fran doing today, my friend? It is wonderful. We are just finishing our Halloween festivities, which I'm glad to say we actually had a bounce back. You know, Halloween's kind of my Super Bowl here. So we registered officially 1,048 trick or treaters. Holy crap. Uh, we The rough crowd estimate was somewhere over 2,000, so yeah, Uncle Uncle Richie put on a multimedia extravaganza. We had a lot of fun. I, I have no doubt. I, I think we got like six. It was very quiet here.
0: <laughs> then we have Earl uh, Negley. He is the managing director for commercial at Peerless. Uh, how you doing, Earl? I'm
2: doing very, very fair for uh, for a Monday. Very, very good.
0: <laughs> Excellent. All right, gentlemen, let's jump right in. <clears throat> to a story that comes to us from a residential tech today and a good friend of the show, Mr. Henry Clifford, how the Vanco Pulse Audio Collaboration Video Bar mimics real meetings. Uh, Henry here went through uh, this brand new video bar from Pulse Audio, which is uh, one of Vanco's lines, <clears throat> pretty extensively. It's a nice little review here going through how this works in uh, essentially a real world environment. Uh, and how it stands up to all of the other kind of all-in-one video bars uh, that he's tested and looked at. It's it's a really cool product, uh, really good application, <clears throat> and a, a great review there from our good friend Henry. Uh, <clears throat> Rich, I, I want to start with you on this one. We continue to obviously see these products pop up, see these products get updated, renewed, um, it, new models introduced like this one right here from, from Pulse. And they're, they're, they're kind of bridging the, the gap between a work from home solution that is a, a laptop with hopefully a, a set of headphones um, and then that small huddle room space. And you could use that product in any of those environments and anything in between. Are you seeing <clears throat> us as a, as, a, as a residential industry continuing to try to lean on work from home? Or is that kind of petering out enough uh, to where, you know, it's one of those super nichey things that
1: we might deal with? A big part of what I've noticed in the past few months is that the conversation now occurs. And so there are, although, you know, you, you are seeing people return to the office and you are seeing the hybrid model become more and more acceptable, that's a big part of it. You know, the hybrid model before the situation was unheard of, right? It was That was a whole lot of pulling teeth to be able to, um, you know, justify working away from the office and having a setup. And unless you were like a C-level, a C-suite executive and having that subsidized. And then because you were dealing with, you had to get the IT department involved. You had to make sure you had a secure connection. There was a whole lot of X, Y, and Z that had to occur first. So your overall costs were prohibitive to begin with. So why have the conversation? Because you are dealing with a a niche situation. Fast forward to now and going into 23, uh, what's interesting is that not only did it affect the work from home, but just family communication. Um, I remember, gosh, eight, nine years ago, Samsung came out with a display that had Skype and a camera built into the display. And we used and built in it, we had it in our dining room and we would Skype with my mother-in-law when the kids were little and like that opened up the opportunity to be able to, I'm dating myself here, but you know, the early Jetsons video calls that, that you'd have and, and um, you know, the communication, I guess the, you know, the, the back to the future version, right. Where everything pop up and, you know, you, you'd tell a was something that was in somebody's living room as opposed to the boardroom. Um, what we're seeing with these products are these conversations that are occurring, which is, you know, we do have our entertainment. We have come out of the pandemic. Um, you know, we are returning to the office, but we really enjoyed it. And, and they used that, actually a tagline. Um, Henry used a tagline in there where he was talking about like, you know, the family's getting together or the sewing bee or the quilting bee. But it's true. There are still virtual gatherings that people are finding are easier to get together more regularly because it allows for people's schedules to attend from whatever they have in front of them as opposed to physically getting to someplace. So, you know, the good news, bad news is that out of isolation, (laughs) we're getting questions from people and how to better isolate themselves and not be as (laughs) people-y if they don't want to be. So I don't see it as much as a niche issue. I see it as a change in people's attitudes of how they connect and they are okay with a telepresence version of gathering, as long as it can be affordable and everything is going to be provided, and it's simple to use. Because now you're using it for something other than a purpose-built device. You know, you're not coming in for online school anymore, right? You know, my son's a year and a half away from you know an entire year of attending school, you know, strictly from a laptop. Um, you know, people are doing less and less of that. But they did find that they were able to connect and they had the ability. And some people who are more homebound have the ability to expand out and be um, able to share in in quality time with people. So, you know, I I think I view it like anything else. I view it like voice control. I use it. I view it like um, tunable lighting. I view it like anything in health and wellness It's a market that you can use to create your home as an environment to stay connected. And how you stay connected means something different to everybody. But the tools are there and the tools are becoming affordable, which is a big key now, is that it's accelerated affordable tools because you're not going to necessarily be able to say, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Client who want to see the grandkids, here's a $10,000 eagle eye, fantastic, you know, 4K video bar that you can use to, to see, you know, your your grandkids take steps. It's, it's not going to happen. This, and I actually had the opportunity to see it at uh, uh, Infocom and, and talk to uh, the group over at Vanco. It's, it's a great product because they are seeing that need and bridging that need in between. And they're saying, hey, we can use this in the commercial environment, but we've designed it to live just as nicely in a residential environment and with the dealers who are already in place to be able to place that product
0: yes that's a really good point i i I will say we're having more conversations about the home office and again not leading with it but when we do a walkthrough it's no longer just the yeah we'll put a data drop and you know a tv here so you can watch the news it has become a much bigger uh, aspect of that, that conversation when you're walking through Earl, <clears throat> I, I I do want to kind of flip this a little bit. There's been a, a large number of residential integrators that have never worked in a uh, small business or, or like commercial who through the pandemic and work from home and all that jazz, they kind of got baptized with fire as far as how to create what really accounts to a small huddle room in a lot of their customers' homes. Is there a a large opportunity here for those integrators to, to kind of make that switch as more and more of these products are available and they're seeing them more and they've got that little bit of experience. Should they be expanding or looking at the opportunity to expand into that light commercial, that SMB space?
2: Yeah, boy, there's a lot to unpack here, my friends. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's amazing what a couple of years, you fast forward a couple of years through a pandemic, just how uh, significant social, economic impacts are to businesses that, you know, our, our businesses uh, at we were an eighty-one year old company, and have had the regiment of if you're not seen in a workplace, you you, you may not be on the payroll. Um, our company had to make a pretty gigantuous leap when when work from home came and uh some of the just the sheer business that, that impact if you think of the conventional uh, resi installer you know um, that was a boon to their business because now people needed better networks at home um, they were also tied and tethered to the home for an extended period of time in the early stages of the pandemic with no relief valve such as like outdoor entertainment and things like that. So the the last two years has shifted not only the need for tech to be more deployable from a remote and without all the heavy lift and the technical uh, IT department tethered to, you know, a camera and a UCC bar at, at work from home. And I think that's why you're seeing companies like Vanco take a pivot to UCC soundbar Uh, And others, including ourselves, uh, uh, pivot into outdoor entertainment where people are tethered to the home uh, more so than going back into the office. So the pandemic had a profound impact of what we accept as normal today. We expect to be online uh, in a UCC collaborative environment today, whereas three years ago, that was not the norm. Yeah,
0: that's a really good point. All right, gentlemen, let's change topics for a moment. This comes to us from Hidden Wires uh, out of the UK. The waterproof speaker market is expected to reach $12 billion, and yes, I did say billion dollars in the next five years. Now, I'm gonna preface this with A, go read the article, but B, yeah, we're aware that they're talking specifically in this. mostly personal audio devices, things like, you know, the Sonos rome or the JBL um Pound or, or something like that. I can't remember what it's called. Um but all of those little personal devices, Richie's laughing at me, um, but you all know which one I'm talking about. <clears throat> that are, again, they're they're Bluetooth, they're Wi-Fi. You throw them in a backpack, take them with you, and have all kinds of fun. Um, but it is, dare I say, conditioning people to expect solutions that sound good, that are good in any environment outside. It's not just a set of headphones. You can go have a picnic, and as I do with my kids all the time, turn something on so my daughter can have a little dance party as we're having a picnic. Um, Earl, I, I wanna start with you on this one. We have seen outdoor entertainment increase both commercially and residentially. Uh, every year up here, um, kind of in the spring, we usually sign a, a handful of real nice quality uh, outdoor installations going around a pool. I, I say in the spring, because if you have listened to the show for a while, I'm in Canada, we don't put stuff in outside in the winter because it's snowing and it's freezing and I wanna be skiing and not trying to dig a trench. Um, or having my guys trying to get trenched through the frozen tundra. Um, what are you seeing with these kind of reports showing this massive increase? Is that going to translate or continue to translate into outdoor?
2: Oh, there's, there's no question that the outdoor uh, technology space is going to be on rapid rise, whether it be resi or, or commercial. I think uh, if you look at the resi side, for instance, um, new data shows some accelerated um, loss in listings, as well as home values and things of that nature as the R word is floated around everywhere. Right. Um, I suspect as there is a downturn in the um, home building market, as well as the resellabilities of homes in the, in the near future, um, where people are going to attack the, obviously, world economic Conditions, uh, gas pricing, for instance, where uh, you know flights may have been very affordable uh, during during the, the pandemic because they couldn't fill fill planes and you couldn't fly everywhere. Uh, today, that's changed. Where uh, fuel prices and air travel is is up there to where I think you're going to see all of these socioeconomic uh, conditions begin to drive better investment into the home you know where can you put a yeah. dollar of investment and you get a greater than one dollar return and the, the one area of the home that's still underdeveloped is outdoors now that we're we're, yeah. we're, we're somewhat working from home uh, also the work from home drives that you're gonna have better networks including outdoors where you know if it's a 70 plus degree day which we're pretty close to that believe it or not in Chicago here today um, you know let, let me go out and uh, do some work from home out on the patio, on the deck, and I can still stay connected with with entertainment and such. Uh, And then conversely, if you look at the commercial aspect, uh, every bar, restaurant, uh, hotel is always looking for increase in the average spend by by travelers Mm -hmm. or uh, if you're going out to eat. Uh, So you have more dwell time there. And outdoor entertainment is one that facilitates a lot more dwell time. Which you know increases the average price of a ticket, whether it be alcohol or additional food and beverage. So uh, they're both both resi and commercial be, being driven into having a more robust outdoor
0: technology um, presence. Yeah, yeah, that's a really good point, Uncle Richie. And, and this is one that I I have a hard time with because of my location, right? I continually see all of my friends down south posting these awesome, you know, outdoor theaters or pools or all this other crap online in the middle of February when we're looking at a couple feet of snow and nobody's even thinking about their pool system. What is the what is the marketing play for, you know, probably half of North America that does see that 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 you know half a year time frame for outdoor do you like and again we're in november should anyone in the northern half of the u.s uh and all of canada um (laughs) should anyone be be marketing this or do you leave this until february or march when people are getting tired of snow and winter and cold and they're thinking about hey it's only
1: two months till we can get on the golf course or get into the pool. Well, I think it's going to be a matter of how you're approaching your clients from the beginning, right? Are you going after existing clients? you're looking to upgrade, are you looking to broadcast to new clients? Are you using a social media campaign? Are you using direct marketing? Are you a store? Um, You know, this, Now, let's, I I kind of take it as a step back, which is if we're resi-focused. I mean, again, they were talking about the market is going to 8.6 or to 12.2 from an established 8.6 billion. Yeah. So we know the large percentage of the numbers that they're talking about is not necessarily being is not a big slice of the pie necessarily for the integrated community. Now, we've seen huge jumps. You're seeing, you know, the increase in the bollard speakers, integrated speakers with lights. I mean, it is becoming a lifestyle choice, much so more so than having to shove, you know, ugly plastic Stereo stone rocks, you know, in your backyard, like we used to do 30 years ago. But we did, right? And you know, it was like so granddaddy, terrible. granddaddy had stereo stones and, <laughs> and and they they started like this the entire time, but you still had something out there. Uh, you know, the outdoor living space, regardless. And and again, are you talking semi-covered? Are you talking covered? Mm-hmm. Are you talking about areas where you can integrate um, you know, heaters? We talked about this actually off-air before we were recording, which was you know, I grill in the winter. <laughs> you know, I have an outdoor TV. You're in San Fran. Comparatively speaking, it's cold for me. Comparatively speaking, it still rains, right?
0: Hold on. I, I shovel to get to my barbecue, Tiger. Don't drag me the sob story of barbecuing in San Fran. In Which, the
1: if you're bundled up, if you had the opportunity to make yourself feel better while you're out there, you know, again, it's... It's the vantage point, right? You know, I mean, you come back to, do we need any of this stuff? No, we don't need it. But do you want some of this stuff? And that's where I see it coming as the approach, which is in the middle of winter or anything else, depending on what region that you're in. You know, it's, it's if you're looking for business, if you're trying to find ways, you know, again, like I said, based on on how you're going to approach your market, you know those those extra sales during the quiet time in the winter that maybe that segment wasn't going to be there. You use it as an introduction to a client client, um, you know, or a prospective client. Um, you know, when you are in more balmy areas, and so of course, yeah, California, Florida, they're going to be areas that if you look at the numbers of sales, right, they're going to be skewed pretty heavily to coastal cities that are a little bit more temperate. Um, but you know, again. Do you have clients with multiple homes? Are you talking about a primary home? Are you talking about something that is just as simple as kind of the starter kit for you're just stepping right outside the door and something's available to you? So, I, I again, what, what I am noticing about this is there's a lot less resistance. And a lot of times clients are bringing it up now. Yeah. Outdoor audio is being brought up by clients. Even something as simple as if you're in a winter area. You might have a hot tub. I know lots of people who will venture out to hit that hot tub well okay it's it's great that you're there. do you want a little bit of entertainment to go along with it and and you know you find the way of the as we have always said the finding the riches in the niches a rich is our ideal customer he he he, he is the
2: guy <laughs> that will go out and start the barbecue at you know uh at 10 degrees. He, and I, and I'm always shocked particularly up in your neck of the woods in Canada how mm-hmm. many uh how many people will mix a, a nice jacuzzi with a hockey game I mean, uh, outdoors. So it has In the snow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they love it. Yeah, snow and really? ice. Yeah. Probably a cold adult beverage to, to go along with it, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm surprised and sometimes shocked at how extended the outdoor season really is when I mean, when you because we get real time data that's that's one of our yeah. core categories of products, uh, but it's it's a ten month plus uh, category now. Um, as you look at this time of the year, the further you go south, you know, there's SEC football. What a great excuse for tailgating outdoors. Uh, with the with the outdoor uh, technologies that we have today. Uh, and as I mentioned, uh, people are finding more and more reasons to be outdoors, whether it be uh, a nice backyard kitchen, per se, jacuzzis, uh, saunas, et cetera. Um, we, we see an extended period of time well into November. And then of course there's you're talking about when to market it and such. Well, I, I think you should be marketing it actively all 12 months of the year because you're going to have you know, quote cycles. You can have build-out cycles with the home and such. So the time to talk about it is now. So when spring hits, that person who just completed their home can expand outdoors with outdoor technology and entertainment.
0: Yeah, that, that's a real good point. I know, um, much to my wife's chagrin, I will routinely put on our outdoor speakers when I'm shoveling the driveway. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm not. I don't know if my neighbors appreciate it, but I also don't really care. Um, but we, we've got we've got a really good client of ours and they have an outdoor jacuzzi and they have a heated section of their patio. So it's a concrete patio, but it's heated so that it's always it's clear all winter long. And they always send me pictures every year of them watching like in the middle of the night, watching the Australian Open in the snow from the jacuzzi on their outdoor TV that's actually on a peerless mount out there, um, without fail every, you know, early February and it it's, or well, late January I should say, um, and it's fantastic. All right, let's leave it there. Uh, thank you both so much for joining us. Earl, if people wanna connect with you, learn more about uh, everything Peerless AV has to offer, where can they do that?
2: Well, you can always find us uh, via chat. If you wanna to talk to anybody about any pre-sales engineering or anything like that at peerless-av.com. Uh, social media is a really great platform to connect with us. We're visible pretty much anywhere social media exists. Uh, or if you want to do it old school, my first initial E followed by my last name, Negley, N-A-E-G-E-L-E at peerless hyphen av.com. And that'll reach me. Excellent. Thank you,
0: my friend, Mr. Fergosa, if people want to connect with you, learn more about Fergosa design. Uh, where
1: can they do that? Uh, you can find us at the website, FregosaDesign.com. You can find me on Twitter, at Um Sometimes just type my name into the varied interwebs and things will pop up. But as I will always say, I hope the best place you can find me is here on uh with our suite of shows hitting all of our verticals. And hopefully you will catch my partner and I Steve Greenblatt, as we are prepping for our 100th episode of A State of Control. Yeah, we've got episode 100 coming up where we talk about all things automation. So we're excited about it. It's going to be a whole lot of fun, but hopefully you catch us here and you help our sponsors and give everybody a shout out there. Excellent. Thank you, my friend. Uh, Thank you again for joining us.
0: If you'd like to connect with me, you can find me on Twitter at Matt D Scott and most other social platforms. But more importantly, please visit AVINation.tv, where you'll find this show as well as a wide variety of other shows with all the verticals that we cover. When you visit the website, please take a moment to check out our supporters. We are extremely thankful for their support and ask that you check them out as well. Thanks again for watching. That's all the time we have for this episode of Resi Week.